Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking about something we are really, really excited about, which is something for everybody in the church called LRC Grow. So hopefully you'll have heard of it by now. Mike and I are here today to tell you a little bit more about it. We want to share the heart and vision behind it and how we think it will help you and bless you uh, and be a really important part of our journey together as God's people and all that he's got for us. So if you'll just turn with me to Matthew chapter 28, I'm just going to read just a few scriptures just to set the scene. These will all be scriptures that you're familiar with, which is fantastic. Um, And we're going to start at verse 18. So Matthew 28, 18. Just wait for the rustling of pages to die down or the clicking of fingers. I know a lot of people are on phones now, which is fine, by the way. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Not all of us think it's fine, but it's fine. (laughs) The apostle says it's not fine. (laughs) It's under discussion. Matthew 28, 18, as long as you're in the word, I'm happy, uh, says this, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now just go across to your right to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We're going to keep heading right for these scriptures. Not intentionally, it's just the way it's happened. Uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Romans 8, 29. And Paul says this, writing to the, the church in Rome. He says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined, to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And then if you go across with me to 2 Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, which says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Fantastic, isn't it? And then lastly, just come with me to Ephesians and chapter 4. I'm very much cherry-picking scriptures this morning, aren't I? This is like opening a box of chocolates and picking out your favourites. Hazelnut 12's first. (laughs) And just mining it. And so uh, Ephesians 4, and we're going to pick up in the middle of verse 15... So Ephesians 4.15, and halfway through the verse it says, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And what we've got there are a few scriptures that spell out for us, starting with the great commission that Jesus gave his church, that gave his, um, his apostles, and which now rests with us to fill the whole earth and to make disciples of the nations. Yeah. Yeah. And that process of discipleship, that process of taking the gospel out 
into the world has two aspects to it. It has the aspect of bringing people into the kingdom of God and telling them the good news of what we've come into. But discipleship is more than a decision. Discipleship is a lifelong process. And those of us that have been walking with the Lord for a number of years know that it's a process that takes time and it's life-changing and it's God's masterpiece that God is shaping each one of us, as we read in Romans, into the image of Jesus. You will still be you, but you'll look like Jesus, you'll sound like Jesus, you'll be full of the life of Jesus, and you'll be as effective as Jesus in this world. And that's why we read from 2 Corinthians 3, all of us are being transformed from one degree of glory into another, into the same image, which is our wonderful Jesus. And in Ephesians 4, where... Paul is spelling out how the church, how the body of Christ comes to maturity. We've got these wonderful verses about growing up into Christ, into the fullness, into the maturity of Christ, the Son of God. And there's one one bit I want to focus on, which is he says, it's held together by every joint, that's the body, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly. When each part is working properly. What Paul isn't saying there is that we're like a machine and when a part's not working properly, it's just broken. What he is saying is when each part is growing, because we're talking about parts of your body and the body grows and changes all the time. So each one of us are a part of that body and it's God's heart and will and plan that for each one of us, whatever part of the body we are, we're working properly. And that means we are growing. That means we're being shaped and changed and moulded into the image of Jesus. And I think last year, when we considered the massive disruption that the pandemic brought to us, it was clear that our relationship with God, and I'm speaking specifically about your relationship with God and my relationship with him, our relationship with Jesus was absolutely vital for each one of us. Because in a time when we had to deal with separation, a time when we had to deal with a significant challenge, In health and in those around us, digging down and drawing upon those roots was absolutely vital. And I'm sure you will agree with me that last year, in those challenges, all of us had to do that, had to draw upon the root of God in our lives. But I think also another thing that it exposed was where the relationship with Jesus is not always what it should be. There were many conversations I had with people who were struggling and they came to a place where they recognized that actually I've not given enough attention to this relationship because I've been carried along by the things of life. I've been supported by the framework with which we surrounded ourselves with in our lives and sometimes that can become a substitute or it can mask whether our relationship with the Lord is really the first and the central thing in our life. And that was a challenge. It was a challenge to me personally. Last year, I remember the Lord challenging me and saying, am I enough for you? Am I enough for you? That's an upsetting question when the Lord asks you, am I enough for you? And I gave him a glib answer, just like Peter gave Jesus glib answers sometimes. And he said, no, no, am I enough for you? And I had to stop and think, is he enough for me? Is he in himself enough for me? Or do I need all of that other stuff? But I think us as elders, we considered what was going on in this church, in other parts of the the body of Christ, and we were thinking about the importance of our relationship with the Lord, each one of us, and making sure that every member of this body, 
their roots are going deeper and deeper and deeper into the soil of God and drawing upon Jesus. And that process of being shaped into the image of Christ, of having that personal relationship with him, being center of our lives, becoming even more important. There will be lots more challenges ahead. And that's why this relationship is so important. And we started thinking about um, the process of discipleship. Making disciples and being a disciple is all part of that relationship with him. And we want in the church there to be a culture of discipleship that is absolutely universal. And um, in a minute, I'm going to ask Mike to share a little bit more on discipleship, um, the process of discipleship in his life. I think Mike has a fantastic revelation on what discipleship really looks like. Um, And he's going to bring that in a minute. But where we came to in thinking about um, how we can help engender and encourage a, a culture of discipleship across the church, we started to think about a tool and tools that we could give and put into the hands of everyone in the church that will help with that process of discipleship and help the body grow so that each part is working properly and each part is growing. So what we came up with was something called LRC Grow, which has been a number of months in development. And I think one of the reasons why we started to think about this was because last year, you will remember the importance and vitality of the online output for the church. If you were a church and you didn't have an online footprint, if you didn't have the ability to be able to broadcast online last year, you had great difficulty in reaching the members in the church and members being able to interact with one another. It was online, wasn't it? Now, it doesn't mean that church then moves online and now church is just an online thing, but it does mean that online becomes a tool for the church. It does mean that our capability was enhanced Because it gives us a forum and a medium with which we can output in ministry across the church, with which we can reach people. It creates a new gateway. The conversations I've had with people in the last few months that have said, I I spoke to one gentleman and I said, have you come with someone today who's who's told you about us? And he said, I just came across you online. I've been watching you for months. And then started talking about some of the things that have been happening in the last few months. It's like he'd been in the room with us. Because he'd been watching online and then said, as soon as you guys are back, as soon as you're having in-person meetings, I just thought, I'm going to go. So it's a gateway that was provided for people that maybe wouldn't have come across our path. Maybe we wouldn't have come into contact with. And we want to be able to use our online capabilities. And let me just say this about them. Last year, our media team were absolutely outstanding. I know you'll all agree with me on that. When you you work with the media team on anything, you realise the sheer amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. And it's like a duck, you know, that serenely sails across the pond. You've got no idea of the legs that are going like mad underneath to make it all happen and to make it look smooth, to make it interactive, accessible, and all those things that we're able to do with our online content. So LRC Grow is an app that we are launching today. Um, And what it will do is provide a library of resources that we can put online. Those resources will come in lots of different forms. uh, There's written material on there. There are podcasts. There are interviews. um, There's book recommendations. All sorts of things for people to be able to use online 
to be able to use on their phone, on a tablet, on a computer, broadcast to a TV. So there'll be lots of settings in which LRC Grow can be used. But the main thing is, it puts a tool in the hands of everybody to be able to grow, to be able to facilitate our growth, and to be able to facilitate discipleship. So Mike, do you want to jump up and um, just talk a little bit more about discipleship? Hey, hello. So, the important thing to note with this app is that it is uh, exactly what Chris has said. It is a tool. It is not um, the be-all and end-all of discipleship. Um, in fact, it's uh, arguably without real discipleship, it, it, wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be helpful at all. <laughs> um, but we, so we have to ask the question, first of all, what is discipleship? And discipleship is not a phrase... Um, in common usage outside of the church in our society. So it can be a little bit hard to put a finger on, well, what is discipleship? And for me, when I began to understand what discipleship really was, was when I heard somebody describe it like this, to be a disciple is to be an apprentice. It's the same process. To be a disciple is to be an apprentice. And an apprentice, what they do is they come alongside someone who knows better than them, who has learnt um, and grown in a, uh, a particular area. And as they follow that person around, as they ask questions, as they talk to them, as they see what they're doing, they learn and they develop and they become the person that they've apprenticed after. And that is who we are. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. We are apprentices of Jesus we follow him around, we look after him, we look at him, we, look, we follow after him, we follow his path, we see what he does, and as we then imitate what he does, we become like him, and we become like our master. And it is a privilege for all of us to be disciples. And really simply, in Mark 3, verse 14, Jesus tells us why he has called us to himself. In Mark 3, verse 14, says this, he appointed the 12, who he also named apostles, to be with him and to send them out to preach. He, he called them to be with him and to send them out to preach. Now we know it doesn't take very long to get into the scriptures to realize they did a lot more than just preaching. Okay, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of take what we see in the rest of the, the uh, gospels and say this, he called them to be with him and to serve him, to serve his mission. That's what he called the disciples to do, to be with him first of all, and to serve him. And that's what we are called to do exactly the same thing now, to be with him first and foremost, and to serve him. But the question is how? How do we do those things? And I believe we see three different ways in the scriptures that Jesus disciples his church and his people. The first one is this. From John 14 to 16, it becomes very obvious he sent his spirit to disciple us. And bearing in mind, these things are not mutually exclusive because I would argue that absolutely no discipleship can take place outside of the engagement with the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has been sent to us so that we do not need anyone other than him. We rely entirely on the Spirit of God for our discipleship. And then by the Spirit... He teaches us, he speaks to us through the word, he speaks to us as, as we pray and meet with him, as, but, he, but he also sends us two other means of discipleship. The first is this, he sends us people who are our peers, who are our friends, the disciples had each other, the scriptures tell us when we come together, everyone has a psalm, a hymn, or a spiritual song, the church together 
on the same, with, with, we're all in this together and we have been called to disciple one another, to sharpen one another, iron sharpening iron. And then the other people that the Holy Spirit sends to us are those who know better than us, who are farther, further along in the, the, uh, the walk. Fathers and mothers, older sisters and older brothers. He sends them to us so that we can learn from them and grow where we can say, do you know what? I have absolutely no idea what to do here. And they say, don't worry, I've been there. Here, let me pray for you. Let me show you in the word. They walk with us. So in those three ways, Jesus is discipling us by his spirit. He sends us each other. And he sends us mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers who, are, who know better than us to help us in our walk with Christ. And you know, sometimes as a Christian, I've, I felt a little bit bad that I didn't come out like a, a baby giraffe who in about three minutes figures it out and learns to walk. They're stumbling over, all over the place, but only for about a few minutes, and then they've got it, and they're on. <laughs> and sometimes I've felt like that as a Christian, where I've thought, how have I not got this already? I've been out for three minutes. <laughs> I've got to know what I'm doing, surely. But Jesus has called us to follow him and follow after him, and that is the process from which he is calling us to maturity. He didn't expect us to get a download. You know, you don't come out of the water, and Elijah does not now have a doctorate in theology. That's not how that works. But God is changing us. He's shaping us. He's molding us as we follow him. So, just to be clear, we are doing this already. Discipleship is not a new thing for our congregation by any stretch of the imagination. It, for, many different, for many years, in many different ways, whether it was me coming here um, as a teenager and Phil helping Phil clean the building, clean the toilets, him stopping me riding around on the floor polisher, whatever it was, you know, he was discipling me. He was showing me what it was to serve the Lord, to do every single little thing to the absolute best of my ability to bless Jesus. Or whether it was going early in the morning on my moped to Chris's house so that I could jump in the car with him as he was traveling to work and he was telling me about the scriptures and teaching me about the scriptures. Or whether it was asking uh, Rich about uh, fasting and he was printing me off pages from a book that he'd read that helped me to understand or whether it was again for some reason everyone made me get up early but going early in the morning to see Ted and Esther in their front room at 8 30 on a Saturday morning and then teaching me to pray with a bunch of other people who well let's just say I lowered the average age significantly at that point or whether it was being in the car with Stefan and him teaching me to be a man of faith and insisting that he actually teach me to drive rather than me just asking him questions or the countless people the youth leaders the life group leaders the friends who have discipled us and all the time consistently opening the scriptures and the Holy Spirit speaking to me and talking to me as I prayed or as I just had those moments with him so much uh, through this church and through the Spirit of God I have been you have been discipled and made to be more like Jesus and what we are launching today is simply something a, a new tool to help us disciple each other more simply and easily, for us to be able to get into areas where, you know, actually, Rich knew the book on fasting to print me off, the, to photocopy the pages and pass them to me and help me to understand. And so if, if I didn't know 
what to look at or how to help. Actually, I've got a tool now where I can do that. Or I can be at home and think, I want to learn about fasting. I want to learn about prayer. I want to understand everybody's been talking about the Trinity. And I really have no idea what anybody's talking about. But I can go to this tool and I can see people that I know and trust have recommended something to me to say, this will help you grow. This will help you learn. This will teach you about this subject. So, without further ado... We have, from the Fantastic Media team, a little promo video, kids and adults. But, uh, so. Fancy. It looks great, doesn't it? Um, Well, Louise has already downloaded it, so it is now live on the App Store. You can get this wherever, whenever, and uh, I would really, really encourage you to get that as soon as possible. Um, You just need to look for LRC Grow. LRC Grow. So go to the the App Store or the Play Store, LRC Grow, quick download. Um, You can also register as well. Yep, that's Um, where you can then save your notes throughout the whole thing. And just a few things to point out in terms of its usability. Um, Like I said, if we don't engage with the Spirit of God and if we don't engage with each other, they are the means by which God is is, is discipling us. And so I would really encourage you, ask questions of the Spirit. When, when, with all these resources, there are, there are questions for each of the resources to help you engage with these things and to think, how do I get the most out of it? Not just read it or watch it, or, but how do I actually allow this to get into me and impact me? You can do this in groups. You can do this on your own. You can do this um, one-to-one. There is loads of guides all over the app to show you how to use it practically and kind of the, in the process of discipleship. Yeah, and just to say, at the, at the beginning, on the homepage, there's something called Start Here. And if you click in there, what you'll find is that there's loads of user guides, which is what Mike's talking about. Loads of little videos telling you how to use the app, either just use it functionally and the different features of the app, but also how to use it in those different contexts. And, and I think it can be used if you're just buddying up with someone, which is something really good to do, to say, look, why don't we go through this together, this particular resource? You can do that together, take notes together, yeah. meet up to share how you've got on. And we've given you user guides with some really helpful questions to consider together when you come together. We've done another one which is for smaller groups. You could use that in a life group. You can um, Chromecast from the app onto the telly. So if you're a life group leader and you want to go through something from the app with the group, you could put it up on the telly and use it that way. Um, You can use it in so many different contexts. Loads of different ways. But Mm. the really important thing is when it comes to discipleship, we have to engage. This, yeah. is, this cannot be something that's passive. As everybody made it very clear, okay, for some reason, I had to get up early and come and be discipled. Okay? But that, is, that was an active participation in that. And for all of us, we need to make an active decision to be discipled, whether that is opening the scriptures on our own, whether that's meeting up with someone, whether that's giving them a call, whatever it is, it is our opportunity to meet with Jesus and to be shaped and discipled by him. And kids... Can I make it really clear? This is for you as well. There's loads of stuff on there for you. And put your hands up, kids, if you are a Christian. Any kids in here Christians? Yep. Fantastic. Yes, Elijah. One of the things that Elijah did today when he was baptized was he was showing, he was demonstrating him being a disciple. Because he was following Jesus into the waters of baptism. That's right. Each of you kids... In what you're doing, you're not just, you've not just adopted a title. You've chosen to follow Jesus. And in fact, could I have someone, 
a child that is, I'm going to go with eight. Any eight-year-olds? Can I borrow you? An eight-year-old. Fantastic. No? A nine-year-old? Yes, Elijah, go on then. You've already been, been up in front of everybody, so nine you'll be fine with this. Come down one. here. Nine and three quarters, sorry. Nine and three quarters. <laughs> Elijah, fantastic. So if you could just stand here for me. Just here. Great. I'm going to stand here. Now, Elijah, we are going to race. All right? We are racing to that stand right in front of you. Do you no. think I can win? That one over there where the camera is. Do you think I can win? To that little post where my Bible is. On the, on the table. Yeah? I might get there first. Can I get there first? I don't think so. But the reason I'm doing this is I just want to demonstrate something. I became a Christian when I was 16 years old. Okay? Elijah is nine and three quarters, not nine, but he's got three quarters of a year less than, than the point being made. But he is so much further along at nine years old in his following of Jesus than I am, than I was when I was nine years old, because I didn't even know Jesus. Mm. And you know what? If I say three, two, one, go! Okay, Elijah has won, unsurprisingly. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Give him a round of applause. You can go and sit down. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> but you know, by the time Elijah is 16, he will be so much further along in his walk yeah. with Jesus than I was. By the time he is my age, he is going to be so much further along in his walk with Jesus than I am. And that is exciting because he's had more years. He's had more opportunity. And kids... You have such opportunity to change the world right now by following Jesus and the stuff in here that will help you grow in Jesus. And parents, there's lots of stuff in there so that you have, you have resources to equip your children. And I'm really excited for that part of it. So. There's loads of content that's already been uploaded, so it's ready to go. Um, but really important to say we've not finished uploading content. No. So there's um, stuff that's going to be added continually really we'll have a rolling program of things that will be added as we're producing things we're going to be putting them up there most of the stuff you find is our content so it's a resource library for LRC um, and we've we've drawn upon many years of sort of ministry output and teaching and things that we've done to be able to put it online in a really easy format for you just to use on your device um, but also what we've got on there there will be recommendations so for example we have book recommendations where we think there's a really helpful resource in a particular area that you're interested in. It may not be produced here, it may be produced externally somewhere else in the body of Christ where we feel there's a really good um, resource that, that will recommend it and we're doing little videos to tell you why you should read that book, what's particularly good about it. Yeah, well they're things that have helped us grow over the years. Yeah. That's the whole point. We've not purely been shaped by this church, yeah. this body, but actually we're part of one church. We're all on the same side. <laughs> And actually, God has ministries in different places who has ministered to us over the years. And we want to be able to say, here, these will bless you. These will help you. These will help you grow. So um, there's, a, there's also an ask a question feature on here as well. So one of the things that we wanted to do was provide a, um, uh, the facility for people to raise questions. Occasionally, we get people that come to us and say, look, I've been thinking about this for a while. I'm really wondering about that. But we realize not everyone gets that opportunity or, or everyone wants to necessarily come and ask a question. But we've got a way for you to submit questions. It uh, doesn't matter how difficult they are because we'll just send them all to Rich. 
uh, and Rich will reply to you. <laughs> Within two working days, apparently. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but, we, but we would love that because we like, we like to know what people are asking, what they're studying, yep. you know, what they're thinking about and all the rest of it. And we want to provide an opportunity just for a bit of Q&A now. So yeah. anything else just to add before we... don't think so. No, okay. So has anyone got any questions at all? Now is your opportunity. Mike will do his little running thing to find you. Um, any questions at all? Great. I think that was really clear then. Mark. That was fantastic. We yeah, had loads of work. questions last week at Market <laughs> Harbour, so we've obviously got a lot clearer. Please give it a go. Um, we'd really appreciate your feedback as well. So any, any of the features that you find easy to use, maybe hard to use, please give us feedback because we'll be changing it, improving it all the time. And once again, just to finish with, just want to pay tribute to Benj and Tim and Mike for the incredible amount of work. This has been months and months of work to give you something that looks like this and has all of these resources in one place. Um, and um, it's going to be a blessing not just to us, but to, to wider than us as well. So I um, just want to finish with that, really. Thank you, folks. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.